Welcome to the Empowered Global Women in Business podcast. I am Elle Ballard, a bicultural woman, mother, wife, and entrepreneur. In this podcast, I will help you navigate entrepreneurship as women of the world, a multinational bicultural woman. I will interview female business owners navigating the cross-cultural dynamics of building a business sustainably, ethically and in community. In this raw and real conversations, I will explore what it's like to build a business authentically and on your own terms. If you are a multinational woman and ready to build a business authentically while maintaining your uniqueness and individuality, welcome to the Empowered Global Women and Business Podcast. Hi everyone, Elle Ballard here with you today with Women of the World Network and I have my special guest with us today, Robin Locke. Hi Robin. Hi, thank you for having me today. Thank you for taking the time to be here and I'm excited for this conversation today. Before we jump on, I want to introduce Robin first. So Robin bridges the physical with the non-physical world. She's a transformation facilitator, international speaker, author, and energy intuitive and spiritual seeker. She works with beings known as the elders who are described as pure consciousness and infinite awareness. Together, they have created a roadmap to find your purpose in this life through in-person events, coaching, speaking engagements, blog posts, or by utilizing their books, The Greater Purpose, Awaken to Your Reason for Being. That's the name of the book. Their self-help, self-healing book is titled Awaken the Definitive Guide to Transformative Change. So have you ever wondered why you're here? Well, that's what we'll be discussing today. Welcome, Robin. <laughs> Thank you. Beautiful. I I have so many questions and I'm just excited for this conversation. My first question today is how did you, Robin, discover and begin communications with the elders? And who are the elders? So it was probably back in 2015 that I found myself really wanting to know my purpose. And I would sit for hours <laughs> focused on it and trying to get my mind out of the way. And my mind would always say, oh, this is much too complicated. You can't find your purpose. You've never found your purpose. Why do you think you can find your purpose now? <laughs> and I just got tired of that mumbo jumbo and decided it was time to get really serious because the mind is really good at distracting and moving us off point. And saying that these other things like our checklists that are so important are more important than our spiritual objectives. So it was back then that I really sat with it. And I was living in Colorado. Mm -hmm. And I always attribute it to the convergence of the mountains and the energy there. Mm -hmm. that I started asking these overarching questions, like big picture questions. Yeah. And I would get answers and I'd write them down. And initially... Years ago, I would do. I did that as well, and I I did it for a time and stopped and and had a nine to five. I never had a job, nine to five job, but I had a seven to six o'clock job. <laughs> I always worked longer and harder, but I always thought that that would get me to where I wanted to go. So it wasn't ever a burden, as this is never a burden to work the hours that I work now. But I would just clear my mind, and I got 
the very first book that I received was the little book to find your purpose, which is on your original purpose and not the life purpose, which are different. And the way I describe that is if you have your original purpose, you imagine a wheel Mm -hmm. and your life purpose is like a spoke on the wheel. So you have many lifetimes and each lifetime you have a component of the bigger, more vast purpose, but it's not the whole objective. It's not the whole purpose. It's, it's an adjective. It's just a part of it. Of, yeah, of, of the bigger of the bigger scope and scale. So I was getting these insights, and finally I said at one point, who are you and what am I to call you? And they said, you may call us the elders. And I said, gosh, it sounds so formal. <laughs> Is there something a little bit less formal that I can call you? And they said, it will do for now, and we can always look at the name at another time. And you can call us something else at that point if we should decide, you know, together that we need to rename it. But, you know, once you get used to a name, you can't midstream, or at least I don't. (laughs) I don't want to change it now. That's who I know to be the elders. And I asked how they would describe themselves because I never wanted to talk to someone who had been living and is deceased because I felt like they knew what I knew. And I wanted a being or a knowledge or an understanding that didn't have all the limitation that we have from being physical. Mm-hmm. And so they are not that. And they describe themselves as pure consciousness and infinite awareness. And so they have the 360 view without the filter of the mind. Because the way I look at it is and the way and everything that I look at, none of the insights are for me. They're mm-hmm. all from the elders. So my, my, when I share what I know, it's because I've been given that. Yeah. Because I, through my mind, I wouldn't know any of this. But what they had suggested at that point was that when you come from spiritual essence, you're boundless. You don't have the definition of any kind of form. And so when you make the election to come into this earth experience, you need a soul in order to encapsulate the spiritual essence. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a soul, which they have not, and there are some within the group that have incarnated, but the majority have not, then there's no point. So I had friends early on that would call them departed souls. And they said, if you, refer to us as departed souls and you don't know the energy for which you are conversing. And so they let me know early on that they look at the 360 and that we're to look at life in an impersonal way, that we're always to be of the drama and not in the drama. Mm-hmm. And so whenever I share anything that is difficult, mm-hmm. I start with a smile on my face. And if I notice at any point that the smile diminishes, <laughs> or actually goes away, then I know that I'm entering into the story that I'm sharing. Mm, So it's my benchmark, right? To kind of keep tabs on myself. And then I I like recognize it. Yeah. And I shift and adjust. Because Mm -hmm. everything in life, everything is a choice. Yeah. See here today was a choice between you and I. Yes. And to step out of the house or to make an appointment or to go to the store or what we eat, 
all of it mm-hmm. is a choice. And mm-hmm. so this is an incredible experience that we're in. And yeah. it's an incredible journey that we're enjoying. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you. Thank you for giving me the, the background story as to how you got to do what you do. And um, yeah, everything is a choice. Love that. Um, yeah. And we talked, we touched on, and I have a couple of questions. I don't know what, <laughs> but to keep us on time here, um, you mentioned purpose. And, and I want to ask, does everyone have a purpose? And if they don't, why wouldn't everyone, you know, have a purpose? If, if they do, how can people tell or someone tell if they do have, really do have purpose? And what is the, you know, that agreement entered between embodying on, on the planet initially? So I, in 2021, I was in I was in Greece. Well, I I knew that the book was coming. The third book, which mm-hmm. comprises the three little books behind me, are brought together to make the greater purpose, which is the larger, but it's the inclusive book of all three little books. Mm-hmm. And I wanted them all to be together. So the very last book that came was when I went to Greece and I realized I could get the book here or I could get it somewhere else. And there was an opening. It was we were still in the COVID kind of concerns and there was an opening and I saw an opportunity and I went and it was a lovely experience but within that I was given the idea that and the and the concept and the understanding I guess I'd say that not everyone has a purpose Mm. what they shared is that there are new life streams that are coming into embodiment today Mm -hmm. and that there are those that have been embodying for quite a time but there are also almost you could say another evolution coming into embodiment and they have a different parameter of understanding. So I'll say that a number of individuals embodying because their soul elected to be here Mm -hmm. entered into an agreement and it was the soul that entered into the agreement to understand an energy. So your purpose isn't a thing. It's, the energy that you create and the thing is the byproduct of the energy. Mm-hmm. I love that. So it's, yeah. So, cause everything is energy and I think we're going to move that to that next. Yeah. So what happens is when you get into that space, you're not always meant to stay in the thing that you loved at one point, but perhaps now no longer love. Yeah. So, your purpose may change, but it's always the energy that you evoke in the doing of the thing. And so when that energy shifts, then you're meant to shift mm-hmm. and to do whatever lights you up. And so your soul wanted to understand something that it didn't quite understand when it was spiritual in nature. So it needed the earth experience. It needed to take this form mm-hmm. so that it could breathe in the environment, so that it could navigate and do all the things that needed to be done so that there was this truly earth experience. And what has happened over time is that we've lost the remembrance because we're not, I'm not going to say that we're, we're a component of the soul. We have a spark of that divinity Mm -hmm. that we connect to through our heart space. So our soul is that greater, more vast, enterprise or the more vast being that is almost godlike because it is divine and we have a small component of it that allows us to connect and that's why we're more spiritual than physical 
So the vessel and all of this, which was explained in the little orange book behind me, the last book that was given, we got the opportunity to understand through being here. And the mind navigates all of the bodily functions. That's why the mind never stops. That's why a lot of people don't meditate, because they can't get the mind to stop. And so the mind relegates it. It relegates your blood flow. It tells you to breathe. You, you're able to take a step. If you had to think through everything that your body does effortlessly, for the most part, you wouldn't be able to do anything else. Yeah. So it's a really a gift when you think about what we take for granted all the time by having this body and this earth experience. So not everyone has the purpose. But if you believe, so the way to know is if you believe that you have a purpose, then you have a purpose. You have a purpose. It's not, it's not difficult. And, but, it's, but it's knowing that I was thinking everybody had a purpose, but they don't. I thought and so that, too. Pardon? I thought so too. I thought everybody who is in this earth has a purpose. It is a, the, the reason they are here. And some people you can ask, it was funny, I had this conversation with someone and I was telling him that, you know, not everybody has one. He said, well, it's really funny because I was talking to one of my employees and I said, everybody has a purpose. And he said, I don't, I don't know what mine is. I don't feel like I have a purpose. Well, of course you have a purpose. Everybody has a purpose. And so, you know, it, it's, a, it's an election that each person has to answer. But I just know that I was told that it, it isn't, uh, specifically someone's understanding to have a purpose. You know, it has to be that they feel that they have a purpose. And if they do, they know they do. And if they don't, they don't. So when so, someone is feeling that they, they, they asking, what is my purpose? I'm confused. I don't know. I, I want to know. And I, I don't know. That means not that they necessarily don't know. That might mean that they just don't have it. No, no. If someone, if someone is, is actually seeking to find their purpose, then yeah. they have a purpose. Okay. But if they say to you, I don't think I have a purpose, that doesn't resonate for me. Yeah. Then that's it. But if but many don't know what their purpose is. And that's and that's yeah. the, that's the difficulty, I guess I'd say if there's any difficulty. That's mm -hmm. the difficulty because I believe that's why we're here. Yeah. Those of us who have a purpose. And we've lost the connection to why we're here. And so we are in search of that aspect of that understanding because, and this may be a little bit out there <laughs> for those listeners, but what I'll say is that you will potentially incarnate and continue to incarnate here until you enact what you set out to understand do or be mm -hmm. so it's that opportunity because where you came from there is no time yeah. so there was never the concern that it would take too long to figure it out uh -huh. so it's that opportunity to go into that space and to understand what it is that you wanted to understand what your soul wanted to understand and until you enact it because I was told that most of us have already been in our purpose but if we don't do it from a state of consciously being aware mm -hmm. that we're in our purpose and doing our purpose and enacting our purpose, then it's almost like it doesn't count mm -hmm. because you can't haphazardly mm -hmm. engage in your purpose. You have to be in that purpose and know that this is what you're doing. And, and 
I did an event about a month ago and I was driving to the event and I heard in my mind's eye, now how does it feel mm -hmm. to going to the event and knowing that you're sharing all of this with those who are ready to listen and to, to absorb? And I said, it feels great because you always want to associate everything that you do with the feeling component because you want to know what the good part of it is and what the bad part of it is. Mm -hmm. And when we stuff down the bad part, and we don't allow ourselves to feel it, then we have stuck energy, which is the beginnings of disease and illness. Mm -hmm. And so we always want the good and the bad because we wouldn't know how good it was unless we, if we didn't see the difference. The yeah. Converse energy. Yeah. I love that. And so that actually brings me to, to the point of speaking about feelings, you know, the energy, vibration, frequency, and then the emotions, right? So the emotions we feel and um, critically important. It, yeah, and sometimes, especially if it's negative feeling or emotion, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard to process for us. And, and like you said, you know, we just want to get rid of it or we want to replace it. Um, how do we, how do we, yeah, how do we process those emotions? So the best way, so... I have to refer to the best tool, which is the Awaken book. And the reason is it is about 50 plus understandings, exercises, processes mm -hmm. that you go through and you release, release, release. Mm -hmm. Chapter nine is a pro chapter nine is one of the meatiest chapters, but you want to work through and get to chapter nine. And chapter nine has you set up all these different charts where you, I did it. I did it when I was in Boulder County when it, where I was given these books and I, I did it on a Saturday and I've done it a couple of other days after that where I literally every hour I would follow what the guidelines were and I would write everything out. I would center and feel it because the objective is to feel mm -hmm. or not very long, but maybe a few minutes so that you really feel the energy that you've suppressed. Because until you feel it, you yeah. can't spell it. And so what happens is when it's stored within over time, and it's not that we get old, it's just that it's been in the body for so long that yeah. as it's been in the body, the good cells want to synergistically align with whatever's there. Mm. Well, what's there is not in alignment with what is in alignment. So the in alignment shifts and becomes out of alignment mm -hmm. and that's the beginnings of disease and illness then when you get through chapter nine and you've done that then you move on and chapter 14 is a reset of the subconscious because at the subconscious level we internalize a lot of things that aren't true they're just not real mm -hmm. and so it's a reset back to universal design and then what I'll say is once you've gone through, because the end of the book is all about universal love, the elders come from the energy of love. And so universal love, I believe, is their forte. And so <laughs> they've never told me that, but I, I feel that because I finally I connected the dots the other day and I'm, I, we're doing a lot of meditations on universal love. And I was like, well, duh, they're the energy of love, of course. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to share on universal love, which is the greatest healing component that we can put back into nature when there's a storm or a tornado or a hurricane or some bad weather occurrence. We can 
move universal love into it to stabilize that mm -hmm. that erratic energy and it's also a healing energy that we can move into our own being and world and there's so much more too that it does I'm sure that I don't know but I know those two things for sure mm. and so when you get into doing all of that the very last chapter is about developing um, an energetic cocoon almost that will envelop your body like a velvet blanket mm. and you put it over your body to mm -hmm. help your body heal. And I've done all the steps in the book. And what's really cool is like, I could feel, I tried the reset of the subconscious the first time and I, I didn't think it took. So I did it the second time and I could feel it was like a weight on my shoulders. You don't realize the weight that you carry. Mm -hmm. And it was almost like a burden of uh, the burdens of having these things on my shoulders Mm -hmm. was released and it was like a it was like my shoulders just lifted up mm -hmm. um, and allowed a new energy to emerge and it just so I know what this is and it's one of those things where you want to then do it again so every time you read the book you come at it at a different energetic level so now you're reading it not from and not that any level is bad yeah every level is fine but you're reading yeah. it but just for <laughs> understanding, you read it, uh -huh. say, at this level. And then the next time you come in, you're reading at this level. So now the words have a little bit different understanding than they had before. Mm -hmm. And so it's like an evolving book that ever changes. Because I've gone through it probably 20 times. And so I, love that. I, know, I know of what I speak because it's, it's, um, it's how you can see life differently. Mm -hmm. And when you life they call it rose-colored glasses so when you can look at life differently then your perspective changes and when you change your beliefs and release beliefs <laughs> then your perspective will yield because the perspective is needed yeah as a reinforcement to the belief but if right. you release the yeah. belief then you no longer need the perspective to reinforce it. Mm -hmm. I love that. So I will definitely, we're going to post the links to the Awaken book. I am getting that book. <laughs> and um, we will have links for the book. So for our listeners uh, can get a copy of this book and all the exercises, all the steps that you just described. Um, yeah, the that sounds beautiful, amazing. Love the, the blanket and how it just... Yeah. Um, so definitely, definitely. So how does how does karma play here? Like, what about karma? What role? And I know we are talking very, um, very you know, deep subjects here. And it's I love I personally love this conversation, and I'll will definitely continue. Um, but there are different levels, right? So what about the understanding? Maybe give us you know the. The um, how do you see karma? You know what what is it? How 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 like what's the role it plays here in this the conversation that we're having today? So what they've shared is that karma has definitions that are included that are man made and not real. Mm -hmm. And the one that I knew for a very long time was the one where you needed to atone for every negative thing that you've done so that you could balance it. Mm -hmm. And what they said is that is man-made, that there was never the need for atonement. They said, if you wanted to atone for everything that you've done wrong in this and other lifetimes, you will be coming back here for a very long time. <laughs> <laughs> they, 
But they said the real understanding is to make whole. So the understanding of karma as it was intended is to make whole what is not. And so you're bringing wholeness and that greater aspect of completion to the table because sometimes the soul fragments. Sometimes there are different things that happen within the experience. But if you're always moving toward bringing wholeness back into the equation and back to the soul and this understanding, that's what it's all about. So it's what do we mean by wholeness here? If we can just elaborate a little bit for our so, listeners. Sure. So imagine that your soul had an, was a part of an experience that a personality, I consider this a personality of my soul. Yeah. If you had, if, if there was a bad experience or something that was not anticipated, mm-hmm. that was a shock to mm-hmm. the experience that was going on physically, mm-hmm. sometimes the soul separates. And what they explained, and it's explained really nicely in Awakened, but it's almost like it's a minimization of, it's cutting its losses. It's making sure it doesn't lose more of itself by staying fully tethered to that life experience. Mm-hmm. And so there may be missing components or the, 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 the soul may not com- be completely whole. Mm-hmm. And so what it is, is if yeah. there are components that are fractured, mm-hmm. then it's the opportunity to call back in components that were lost in another time. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yeah. So it's never it's never about trying to make perfect because uh-huh. in this space we're not meant to be perfect. We came from perfection. Mm-hmm. In this space, we're allowed to understand things through the imperfections that exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's that love. It's giving ourselves love unconditionally. Yes. And recognizing that we don't need to be perfect here. We do the best that we can, which is different than trying to be perfect. Yes. <laughs> yes. And we and we bring that to the table in all that we do. You know, it's integrity. It's, yeah. it's being truthful. It's being honorable. Mm-hmm. You know, it's being the best part of you that you can be. Mm-hmm. And when you are that then everyone associated with you is buoyed up as you are booing up yourself. So the only thing that we can control is right here. I can't control anything out here. So I just control this. And my objective is as I do the best that I can, then everyone that I touch, maybe they're doing the best that they can. And we're all a little bit elevated Mm -hmm. from, from that experience. And yeah. so it's never meant that you have to do everything the right way or the perfect way or the, mm-hmm. you know, but you just do it the best you can. Yeah. You do it with love and you always do it while first anchoring from the heart space because that yeah. is your beginning of the day. It is the energy then that you draw to you throughout mm-hmm. the day. If you establish here rather than with your phone or your laptop or mentally, mm-hmm. Then what you put out, law of attraction, everything that you put out is going to return back to you, but it's going to return from this energy as right. opposed to this energy. Yes, I love that. And I feel like perfection, when we just leave it outside and lead, lead with heart, 
and energy that's even that's better in the in the end result of it because that's who we truly are we're stepping up who we truly are versus um perfection sometimes whatever we were taught again head and and, and that's not even true <laughs> might not be true um it's yeah what they teach us it's an addiction and it's a limitation uh -huh. because now you're limiting i was talking to someone <laughs> yesterday and everything that they said was because they were trying to do it perfectly, they were limiting what they were putting out into the world. I said, get rid of all that. Yeah. You know, no one's expecting perfection. Um, Bring it where you are because yeah. you'll attract those that will see the value because they're not where you are. Yeah, because it opens us up because we're not limited when we're trying to seek perfection. It's it's a lot of ne negative, uh, negative energy. And then we kind of even in that lim yeah limited space because we have uh, in our mind, we have that picture. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I love that. So, um, again, I love this conversation. I could continue and I know we're going to have definitely have to have another conversation, Robin, uh, maybe after you come back from your travels and you have a travel coming up um, and we will post a link to the book. Um, I need to get that book today <laughs> as well. I'm looking forward to read that book as well. And uh, to move on, uh, I want to ask you the question that I usually ask um, what does it mean for you being a member of Women of the World Network here with us? What does it mean for you to be a woman of the world? So I think this is an amazing group and I'm so thrilled to be a part of it because my objective is to meet so many people yeah. and to share what I have been given. And it's that opportunity really to have someone be able to choose what they what they believe or don't believe or what 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 they want to bring into their lives. Mm -hmm. And so this is an opportunity in my mind to meet so many wonderful people who are looking for purpose and are looking for those things that that move their life in the positivity that I know the life can exist. Mm -hmm. So it's a wonderful network of women that allow us to all interconnect because at the end of the day, <laughs> we're all connected. And when one is buoyed up, everyone is buoyed up. Yeah. And so what a great opportunity to have a lovely group of people such as this. Thank you, Robin. And thank you for being part of Women of the World. Um, it's so awesome to have you with, with definitely interesting, such a rich, um, you know, what you bring to the group. Um, and if somebody, just a quick one here before we jump into the rapid fire questions. Um, if someone is looking, because a lot of people are looking, like you said, if someone is looking to find their purpose, then they have the purpose. And how do, like, what do you recommend for them to to help them to find that purpose? And how once they do, they think they it is the purpose. How do they know it's the right one? Or if they feel it is the right one, it's probably the right one. So it's all about how you feel. Yeah. I mean, greater purpose gives a lot of understanding mm -hmm. that gives you the background, that gives you how you chose your life experience, how you chose different things, um, you know, that, that, that foundational footing, let's say. Mm -hmm. but really, at, at this point in time, what I would say is that when you always connect first to your heart space, and then you want to sit in contemplation, mm -hmm. meditation, prayer, however you term it, and you want to still the mind. And if you have difficulty stilling the mind, there are meditations. We've got some on our, our, 
on our Advanced Energetics um, YouTube channel, but you can listen to those. And what I would recommend is if you listen to ours, listen to them. They, they're about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it will allow you to move the mind out of its prominent position of power, replacement mm -hmm. over the body. And you move it out in a way. And then you ask those questions beginning from the heart space. You ask those questions of yourself and you allow the mind to pause and you allow answers to come in. And what you're doing is you're developing that communication with your soul. Mm -hmm. And then you also have, and I hope this isn't too much information, <laughs> but you also have an unseen entourage of four to, sec, four to six that are with you at all times. And they are also those that you can enlist to give you answers. So mm -hmm. you've got the means of getting answers. You just have to still the mind long enough so that you can allow the answers to come in. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Um, Cause I know a lot of, a lot of ladies, a lot of women, you know, looking, uh, you know, they come and look for, for the purpose. So um, those who are listening to us right now, check out advanced energetics, YouTube, and, and those many and subscribe uh, to the channel and listen to those meditations and, you know, um, connect to the heart space. Love, 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 love that. <laughs> Thank you, Robin. I'm going to move on uh, to the rapid fire questions that we usually end this session with. And if you are ready. I am. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so my first question is your favorite book name is? A little book to find your purpose. <laughs> I love it. Beach or mountains? Mountains. Favorite international destination to visit? That's hard. Uh, I know there are so many good ones. That's hard. I'd say, you know, Paris. I love Switzerland. Mm -hmm. Love Paris. I love the south of France. I love Italy, England. <laughs> uh, so many. Awesome. Summer? Europe. Europe. Yeah, Europe. Yeah. <laughs> summer or winter you know i like aspects of both yeah now that we've been in winter for so long i'm ready for some summer yes same here yeah it's been a little cold in california i'm ready for some heat. <laughs> yeah. i'd say winter i love winter but i'm i'm ready for some summer yeah yeah i like the i like a good mix too okay and the last one is things that you have discovered about yourself recently just that we never learn all that there is to know mm. like i know i know so little yeah and i'm so grateful for what i do know and i'm grateful for the wonderment i i live from a space of wonderment it's mm. the elders say to live in the wonderment of the child mm -hmm. so that you always had that expectation of curiosity yes that loving space that allows you to look at life without the critical eye. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. I have chills. <laughs> I have the energy in the air. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Yeah, this has been such a treat. And thank you for playing and thank you for sharing. Thank you so much, Robin, for taking the time to speak today. This was so beautiful. Again, we're going to post all the links for Robin. Connect with her, learn from her. Uh, so amazing. All these books, um, YouTube channel that we have shared today. And we'll post those links and we will see you on our next episode. Bye, everyone.